0: Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig your story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig your story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online. Nigel the Shanghai Psychic
1: The international school that I worked at, I was a four to five year old teacher. Right. Um, so I, after I did a one year in the training school, I, I actually only went to look at this job because I wanted to get an offer so that I could try to negotiate to get a higher <laughs> price. You know. <laughs> and so I showed up at the school and like, and then I did the interview and I was I was like, wow. I was like, this seems like a very different a very different experience than this training school I had been at, you know, like they had the proper art room and they had all these like fun things going on. And it was this real like lively boisterous thing. Mm. And so I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. And so actually I, like I left and actually right after I left, I, uh, I remember I, I messaged my mom and I was like, wow, I just did this, that interview. I I hope I get the job, you know? (laughs) So my immediately I had thought, no, 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 I don't, I don't want this training school anymore. You know, I, I was done with it, you know, and so, yeah, I ended up getting the job, and so I started, yeah, I started in, I think it was the end of, or around the middle of August, uh, that year, you know, getting ready for the school year, and we had, you know, a big, a big training, and it was like this, you know, family kind of feel, because it was, so it was one building, um, it was about, I think like six or seven classes, uh, each class had about 20 kids in it, but that was the entirety of the the whole school that was that was everything you know it was all self contained and so you know that means there were like six or seven foreign teachers there were six or seven chinese teachers and then there were about maybe 12 like 14 to 20 like teachers assistants and people doing other things mm. and so it was a pretty small school and it was it was a great it was, a, it was an amazing experience you know like i I started out, and I got to do these after-school classes. Um, I, they they kind of let me do whatever I wanted for after-school. If we could, basically, if we could sell the tickets. You know, if we could put butts in seats, they yeah. were like, "All right, well, then you can do that." And so I got to do like uh, we did like body percussion, and then we just did like random like singing. You know, like and so it wasn't you know it wasn't like formal singing where we had to sheet music or anything. It was like, "Oh, let's all do Old McDonald." Then let's do bingo. Let's, you know, and it was like a lot, it was a lot of fun. It was all, you know, it was all working really well. And the school was packed. We had a waiting list that was just about as long as the school itself, uh, or as the students, the number of students we had there. I don't remember how many students were there at that point, but it was, I'm sure it was like, yeah, like a hundred, less than 200. Did that for a year. It was great. Towards the end of that, I was, I was working, I was also doing um, the weekends, and uh, one of the weekends I ended up uh, having kind of an, a family uh, thing happen, and uh, so I immediately, you know, like the week after it left, uh, I was like, "All right, well, I'll be back." But I was like, "I need, I need some time." I was like, "I, I have to leave the country for a while," mm. and so I left. Um, I came back, and when I showed up, it was like, "Oh, okay, well." You you had mentioned in the training or in the interview that you wanted to move up and move on, you know, to be a trainer and stuff. So now, here you go, congratulations, you're the director. <laughs> and I was like, What? And uh, you know, I was like, Wow, awesome. You know, like this is that's great. I was like, how Okay, I'm not gonna ask questions. I was yeah. like, I was like, somehow somebody remembered that I. That's what I wanted. I had, mm. I had briefly discussed it a couple times with my boss, you know. But like, I, it, it didn't cross my mind that that could be a thing, you know. I was like, oh, okay, that's just, you know, whatever. That yeah. is what it is. And so, yeah, I ended up, yeah, just all of a sudden I was the director, you know. And it was, it was pretty amazing. Um, and so then I became, I became the director. And then I ended up, yes, it was just, that was like fast forward after that. I was the director, and then immediately after, they started um, wanting to build, you know, new campuses, and they wanted to turn it into this, like a, you know, fast food school, basically. Chain, right, chain like, chain right. it was like a chain restaurant, you yeah. know, or like a chain school, you know. Dumbleds, and so, uh, right, and yeah. so I was kind of like, oh, okay. I was like, well, this is, it was strange, because... To be honest, it wasn't. I really like. I still. I the like my boss, amazing. Like you know, everything was. It was awesome, but it is not what I had expected, and it was not what I had desired and aimed for. Like you know, I had I known that that was exactly what was gonna go on. i probably I might have done things a little differently, and you know, not maybe not have taken it. Um, I I mean, I can't complain about the way that I was treated, you know, for when all these things that were, I had, I had another, the next year I had another family emergency, you know, I had, I had a, a series of things that kind of happened and I was, I was out again for a few months, you know, and I left. And when I came back, they were, they're were very gracious. They helped me out. You know, they had a lot of these, a lot of these things that I didn't expect them to treat me as well as they did, you know? So, no no complaints about that but it as it moved more towards a corporate styled uh you know a corporate style management structure i started to feel a bit uncomfortable about that you know I think that was that was something that you know my my stress made me very stressed you know <laughs> like and I and so I you know I was kind of like boy I I'm not really sure that this is a exactly you know what i'm looking for i think i think maybe it's best that i you know bow out gracefully like we find someone to replace me i you know i i move on you know i i had plans i i wanted to go back home you know i wanted to go see my family and you know i wanted to move on to other places you know like i like i said I, i always kind of go back to somewhere you know i got Top three. Spain, Portugal, Croatia. I still don't know. Here I am two years later, still not sure what I'm talking about. But I know like something like that is more like what I was aiming at and as I was going towards this kind of corporate structure and this, you know, much more cutthroat type of thing, you know, I was like, okay. I was like that this tiny one kinda I felt like it was like the one room schoolhouse of like the nineteen thirties. You know, that was how I felt like it was. It was this little this special little enclave in shanghai at this one corner where it was like ah it's it's not the rest of it's not the mega city it's just this one little room you know it's just this little building we have our nice little playground and all this stuff and it was awesome you know and so as it moved into i think we opened up we bought an annex we bought uh, a few buildings behind we bought another building down the street, another building immediately next to that street. Wow. Yeah, it's, it started to really get big, you know, and, you know, and obviously when you move that that quickly, it gets really difficult to fill. If you're not putting the butts in seats, yeah. you got empty, you got no butts in all those seats. Yeah. You know, everybody can do their best, but, uh, yeah, it, it did start to, it started to go in a direction that I, I felt I was very uncomfortable with, and so... I, yeah, I talked with, you know, with my boss, my bosses and all of them and said, yeah, I think it's, I think it's time for me to go. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's for the best. I think it's what I, it's what I have to do. I was put in my resignation. I trained the new guy, did, you know, did all the stuff that I was supposed to do. And then I was like, all right, well, let's, uh, let's get ready for a going away party sometime soon. And like three days later, everybody's like, you heard of COVID? you know what COVID is, (laughs) I was like, Oh, what is this? You know? And then all of a sudden everything upended, you know? And that was when everything went all the way back, you know? Like, so kind of like the beginning of our story, that's about where that part picks up, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I think for me, this, that school was an amazing opportunity. Uh, and I met some, I met some great people there. But it, in the end, yeah, that that style of things just didn't it, it wasn't for me. You mm-hmm. know, it's not for everybody. That that way of that way of approaching things, like mm-hmm. I'm much happier in a small place. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I don't I don't believe we all need to try to maximize size and get as huge as we can and be you know the biggest that we need that we can possibly be. I think. I think you know. There's something to be said for quality over quantity. Yes, I think that's a that's a reasonable goal. And I know some people, it's about size. You know, size matters. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, the guy, Some people, some, we'll, some we'll, uh, have that thing. Right, but it's yeah. But I think you know. For me, it was. It just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't about size, you know. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> the motion in the ocean or somewhere. Like so, somewhere in there, uh, in there, there's the moral of the story is somewhere in there. So listen back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: during this time, mm-hmm. uh, you've told me this story before, and I want to bring it up. I right. think it, I think it's important that you were in hospital for quite a quite a while. Yeah. So you want to just I know it's not probably not the best time situation but I feel that it's no it's, it's like
1: um, I know it's real it's a part uh it's part of life it's part yeah. of my life I think yeah. it's fair I mean, everything's fair game yeah well really I I wasn't in hospital too long uh, in the hospital it was about I think it was 10 days yeah so what happened is uh I had been I'd been at the gym um I was I was just exercising. Uh, I had a trainer, I was doing a little boxing. and then after the boxing, I went and I started doing uh, some running on the treadmill. And all of a sudden, I kind of felt like the left side of my face. I don't know, it felt flush or something, but then all of a sudden my vision went uh, and everything turned like purple and gold. Um, I couldn't really understand what was going on. I didn't know how what you know what it was. So I kinda walked in, I stumbled into the locker room, like changed my clothes, and uh, my apartment was right upstairs so I went upstairs and like I knew something was wrong. I wasn't really sure what it was, but I just, I laid down and just passed out, you know, like in my bed. And the next day I got up and I went to go to work and like I got on the train and I, I, I didn't, I couldn't figure out which direction I was supposed to go and I couldn't read. Uh, the what was in the subway terminal wow. and I was like shit I don't this is this am I normally like this you yeah. know and so like I ended up uh, I, I got on the train um after I missed it a bunch of times and kept coming back and finally I ended up getting to work you know I got to the school finally mm-hmm. and then I got in there and like they were all kind of like what's wrong with you like are you mm-hmm. drunk like yeah. what is it? you know and I was like no, I was like I. I was like well, I just okay. am tired or something, yeah. you know. And so like, all right, well, why not just go home for the day? You know, like take a rest. You know, whatever. So I ended up. I I was well. They told me to go to the hospital, you know, or go to the med center. I was like, all right, I'll go to the med center. So like, I I went out um, back towards my house, and I was trying to go to the med center, and I was like, I have no idea where I am or where the med center is anymore. You know, and it's right down the street from me, you know, but I was like, I was like, I am really messed up right now. I was like, I'm not sure what's going on, you know, and I I was trying to type messages to people and it was just like, you know, random letters. Like people were like, what are you, what's going on here, you know? And so like, I ended up finally just going back home again, you know, and like, I was like, I don't know what's going on, you know? So at the, at the later in the day, it must've been like the afternoon or something Then I finally got up. I was like, I really got to go to the hospital. I got to figure something out. So I went to the med center and the guy brought me in there and he was like, ah, yeah, it looks like a migraine. He's like, take these pills. And so they gave me like a bunch of caffeine, ibuprofen pills. And like, so I took those and then I like sat in my room and I sat there trying like, I have my notebook back home and like, it's so weird because like when I look at it, it always brings back these really weird memories of me trying to relearn the alphabet because I was like trying to copy it off of books that I had cuz I couldn't read. And so I was like I was kept rewriting like words that I would see, but they would all be like backwards and twisted and then I was like trying to piece by piece remember what these words were and like I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. Yeah. You know, and then like the and then I remember looking in the mirror a few times and wondering, is this is this how I've always been? Yeah. You know, like for you know because you know and in the end What I you know what I found out is it was a stroke you know and so like I ended up yeah I ended up like um, so the one of the one of the owners of the school that I was at um, the school that we talked about earlier uh, he came and picked me up and he because like eventually I was like I you know I was calling people and I was like I don't know what's going on you know and so he called picked me up he brought me over to the med center they. The guy looked at my eyes, and he's like, nah, I'm pretty sure you're faking it. You know? <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, I will tell you right now, whatever it is, I'm not what? faking it. You know? And so they were like, all right, well, just to be safe, we'll, you know, we can get you an MRI tomorrow. You know? So, and so
0: the first time you go in there, he says it's just a migraine. And right. the second time, he said you're Second, afraid.
1: different guy. Oh, different we guy. We went to another a, another one that was like a better, I feel like it was a level up, next level of hospital you know, and like, or Med Center. These weren't actual hospitals yet. And That's so, like, yeah, and he was like, ah, I don't believe you. And then, so they were like, well, you can come back tomorrow. You know, and so I was like, ah, uh, so I dang- don't know about this. Like,
0: dangerous, but-
1: right. And so then the owner of that school, he was like, no. He's like, we're bringing him right now. He's like, where do they have an MRI right now that we can bring him mm-hmm. to? You know, and they're like, all right, here's the, here, you can bring him here. So brought me in, popped me in the MRI, got me sitting there, like, Two minutes later, they like whole team of doctors and nurses, like dozen people coming out and they're like, don't move. They're like, we're going to carry you into the bed. They're like, but whatever you do, don't move. You know, I was just like, I was like, oh boy. I was like, "This, this is not good, you know? And so, yeah, they carried me in. They brought me into the room and they're like, okay, like this. They show me, you know, the screen. They're like, see this hole? They're like, that's your brain. You know, they're like, you got a fucking hole. You got a big hole in your brain right here. And I was like, oh, I was like, that makes sense. Why I can't think I was, you know, like, and they're like, you know, and they start doing all these tests and I'm just failing them left and right. You know, they're like, cause I couldn't, I couldn't read, I couldn't write, I couldn't do anything, you know, like just useless. And so like, yeah, finally, like they, they started giving me some medicines and stuff and they're like, okay, we're going to transfer you to this other hospital where we can do an operation Um, to check because they wanted to check for blood clots because that's how usually that's how you'll that's what happens is you know um, because a stroke is just getting blood in your brain more or less like in a simple way that's what it is and so they want to check to make sure I don't have other blood clots that are stopping things up and then gonna Mm -hmm. push more blood out and so yeah I ended up just kind of lay in there for, I think it took him one day to do the operation. And they said, okay, we don't see any other, we don't see any blood clots or anything. Um, but I had torn a eight millimeter slice out of my carotid artery. And so that was what happened is uh, that opened up and then it filled my brain with blood. And so like, uh, so then, yeah, they were like, oh, okay, well, we have two options, like one experimental option and then we have one, you know where you can have permanent uh like a piece of tubing you know basically and so i was like i was like oh man i was like i really don't want this piece of tubing in me forever you know and they were so i was like all right i was like well what's what's this experimental thing they're like well for the next like eight or nine days they're like we're just gonna be iv dripping you with all these different things you know like we're just gonna constantly be putting this drug in you And it's going to basically like glue your carotid artery back together, you know? And so I was like, and I was like, well, all right, but that still sounds better than having to like install a tube into my goddamn leg and, you know, my heart or something. I was like, oh God, I was like, all right. I was like, let's do it. You know, like, let's do this. And so I just laid up for eight days. And then, um, man, like the owner of the school, he called Ulama for me three times a day he was, you know, he was like, yep. He's like, uh, what do you want? You know, every day I had it ordered, you know, he and he ordered me coffee and stuff. Because I always wanted coffee, but I kept hanging, like, I'd have, like, two sips, and everything just was shaky, and I was like, oh, no, I was like, yes, not. Nah, I don't want that, you know? Right. So, yeah, so I, I did that after about eight days, and then I went back, and I went home to my house, uh, and I... I mean, I threw my mattress on the floor in my living room, and I probably laid there for like three months. Like, I feel like I don't really, I don't know how to even remember. I guess I'd have to go back and look. Mm. But it was like it was a long time. You know, I just laid there. I just laid there playing my guitar. Like basically, like I just yeah. like that was all I could do. Like I just laid flat on my back and just kept playing guitar, you know, (laughs) like, and so I, I was, I was trying to like record things and you know, just kind of like, and then I was also, I was like, I was like relearning how to read, uh, and write, you know, that kind of stuff like that. I mean, that started to come back after it was like the second or third day where I was able to start reading simple things and I could do that kind of stuff again.
0: So are you still with your wife at this stage, and I'm like, where's your family and So,
1: brothers? Right. So, this is where shit's gonna get real dark. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fair. It's fair. Um, so, my my wife had left. Uh, we were separated at the time, um, and she was back. Uh, she was back in Sweden. My dad, my dad was, uh, in the middle of chemo. He was in, uh-huh. uh, stage four lung cancer. And so, yeah, that, I was, That's why I was also trying to like, I didn't want to stress anybody out yeah, more than we already was, were. Like we had, you know, it was just, it was really bad. A lot of things happened all at once. You know, it was like, that's what I look back at though. Like for me, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I had to deal with it. Like. But man, my mom is about the strongest woman I ever met in my life because she was dealing with all this stuff yeah. that was, you know, had nothing, it wasn't her directly anything. Well, you know, it was, but man, she was the one taking care of everything. Right. You know, she was the one that had to deal with the, the brunt of it all. So like, I just can't believe how strong she is. And so that's, that's always an inspiration for me. Like no matter what I always look at, like, okay, but man. My mom's strong. I got to, I got to do like, do like her, <laughs> be like my mom, be like my dad, strong, you can right? Answer. Cause, cause also my dad, like he, you know, the way that he handled his, everything from his diagnosis on, you know, like it was, he handled it. I feel like as best you possibly could, you know, I never, never complained about anything. He never, you know, he never, oh, why me? It was no, this was me. It was like, nope. You, you get one life, and he's had an amazing life, you know, and I had a chance, I mean, I, I stayed with him for, like, for about three months, uh. just, you know, lived with him 24-7, like, and had a chance to just, we talked to all, the, all yeah. the stuff, you know, because we knew what was coming, you know, it was coming soon, and so it gave us a chance to really have those Heart to hearts, you know, that a lot of people don't because it happens really suddenly, you know, like a lot of people don't get that to at least, you know, the chance to say the things that you want to say before you know it's over. I appreciate that, that part of it. I had a stroke, you know, then I think it was about the timeline is all off for me, obviously for that. But it was probably like five or I think it was like five or six months. I couldn't travel, I couldn't fly or anything, mm. you know, so so I was like, I couldn't go back home, I, but I had an appointment to, after about six months, to go and finally get it all cleared so that I could go travel again, and, you know, make sure I was actually safe, you know, because with a stroke, it, you risk the pressure popping it yeah. back open, you know, and so, uh, but I got it approved, I left, I left on the plane the next day. Uh, and my dad was just passing. He was just going into hospice. I talked to him right before he went to hospice. Uh, he told, he just told me, he said, you know, don't let anybody cry. (laughs) He said, he's, you know, like just take care of everybody Mm -hmm. do, you know, but it's been, it's been good. And that was, you know, like that was kind of how he left it is, you know, do, do the, do what you need for the family, you know, do, do everything you can for the family and yes. that's it, you know, don't worry about him. I got on a plane, uh, I got there, got to hospice, uh, my father, he was non-responsive, but one of the things about even non-responsive people is that they they still understand Standless. you, yeah. yeah, they still know, um, they said that uh, basically the la- the hearing is the last thing to go before yes. someone passes and so, um, yeah, we, we were there probably like spent like two or three days with him in hospice and so we were able to talk and you could he could still grab my arm and you know I could tell you could tell when he was reacting to things um so yeah it was I was there you know I got to be there in those final moments he had you know both his sons you know his his wife you know his his one of his brothers right exactly we had the family there you know that's you know that's how it's the best that it could be you know for a bad situation yeah, we did that. Yeah, a couple well about like next day or two later, uh, that was when my wife called me and said she wanted a divorce. And then that was pretty much it. Like that was kind of like cuz once that happened, I you know, it was I was upset and I didn't I didn't honestly really expect it. I thought we were going to work things out, mm. but that's not the way we're, the world works. Yeah. You know, like you people grow apart, people yeah. things happen, you know? Like I don't blame her. It's not she had, I don't even know exactly what she knew or didn't know. I don't know how what she was thinking. You know, it's it's you know she's not a bad person. It's not anything like that. You know, it's just it didn't work and good. I you know nobody wants to be with someone that it doesn't work out and that if they don't like you then let, that's it, good, let right. it right exactly like then that's fine like China let's be the, adults about yeah. it and move on. You know like so. Fair China's
0: enough. Got billion
1: people there. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So no. So it was. Yeah. It was. It was rough. But to be honest, I was like, that's not even the worst thing that happened this week. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like it was. It was just kind of. I was kind of glad it all happened at once, so I didn't have to stagger and make that last longer and longer. If it was. If all these kind of shit things were gonna happen, I'm glad they just all happened at once, and then got to get over it. Uh, you know. Cause then, as everybody knows, that was my twenty nineteen, and then psh, what? What could have gone wrong in twenty yeah. twenty? <laughs> I'll trump that and get <laughs> right of <through> the pandemic. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like that's why. So, like the song "Carbon," one of the the song that we recorded and did our um, our release for um, the "We Are Shanghai" compilation that Sishen usually releases yes. every year. We did "Wasted Year" because that was kind of the I. The idea of like, that was just such a, such a year that, you know, and like, and I use songs a lot of times, yeah, to move past things, you know? And so like, for me, that idea of like a wasted year, you know, yeah. like, all right, there was a lot that wasn't a waste, but man, big part of your life. it was, yeah, it was like, it was an important part of my life and I, yeah. you can't, yeah, and I also think it's important those types of things to You can't hardly say like oh be positive about it but at the same time what else are you gonna do like it's like yeah it it happened and now we the positive part is that you find ways to move forward you know like that's the positive part like life sucks a bunch of the time like maybe most of the time i'm not sure yet Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) i got some years left so i'll (laughs) figure it out but like a lot of times things just suck and there's not really much you can do about it it's like all right, so you just do what you can and move on, and if it sucks, you are just like, well, that sucks. Okay, how about this next thing? You know, <laughs> and,
0: and and you know what? You even you even said it yourself in the the time where you were just laying in the room, you were playing the guitar, right? That and that's you're, for me, like playing kind of a, music.
1: right. And that's always been like one of my yeah ways to process. You know, I think like I've always been very interested in the idea of like. How people process their their thoughts, but also process the, the things around them that happen, good or bad, mm. without some sort of a, you know, whether it be like musical or, you know, artistic type of, you know... Release? Yeah, something. Like, yeah. some kind of a release or, yeah, some some way to process things. I yeah. Because I'm not really sure how you would, if you didn't have like, for me, what is music and words, you know, like, what, what would you do? How, you know, like, yeah, it's, maybe it's extreme, but I feel like that would just drive me crazy, you know? (laughs) I mean, mean, like, there's, like, you know, like, everybody needs something, and, and, you know, maybe it's this, I, I think there's a fair idea to be said, like, anything can be art. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, if it's done, if it's done, with style and it's done, you know, with passion and yes. like those things. Like that's art, you know. Maybe yeah. you're filling out a, you know, an account accounts book. But man, the way that you do it yeah, is like right. your yeah. art, you know. And so you process all of you know the things that happen in your life through accounting yeah. or whatever. I don't know, but like I feel like I feel like they must. Everybody must have one. I or maybe at least I don't. I don't wanna I don't wanna imagine someone not having that kind of release. You know, that not having that way to process things like and maybe I don't understand it, just like people understand, you know, an artistic thing. Yeah. Nobody understands the artist the way the artist understands it. You know, like we all look at art and we judge it and we can have opinions and be critics or this or that. None of that, you know, none of that has anything to do with the artist. You know? (laughs) Like the artist is doing what they are trying to do like you know they're they're expressing themselves in the way they know how you know so good for them you know maybe i disagree and i'll judge it you know like (laughs) but still hey we should we should be able to have that conversation i should be able to tell you what you're doing is shit and then you can tell me no it's great and then (laughs) what you're doing is shit (laughs) exactly and we can have that and we can both just and we can both be right and wrong we can just be like all right fine like good i want to get back to you about
0: you know uh, actually before that i'm terribly sorry about your father
1: no uh, no I, pre- I appreciate it yeah and it's, it's part of life
0: it's, so it's we rough. talked about it before how where you got back on track with with the music so i want to i want to talk to you about carbon how that all came yeah. about what was the writing process, you know, how do you start getting gigs, okay. and yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you, you talk to people now that, that regularly are going to watch gigs, and they say Carbon's one of the, you know, one of the best bands, you know, indie bands in Shanghai. So, you know, to, to see you guys play, and uh, your, your last gig was awesome. Yeah. So, how did it all yeah. start?
1: Yeah, well, anybody... Anybody who thinks Carbon was the best band doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had more fun than anybody though. <laughs> God, One <man>. <laughs> of the first gigs I went to see you. First gig I saw you was the...
0: When you won the band uh, competition.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. We got. Yeah. We won the... That was my first uh, the, gig and I was the, like... 2020... 20, uh, these guys are freaking awesome. Battle yeah? the
0: bands. And yep. you were ripping off Josh, who's in my band, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we... Uh, have a good time. Carbon is carbon was I mean, it was great. It was yeah, like it was it was an awesome it's awesome time, awesome, so band, a lot fun of fun. On stage right, like a blast. Like no there's just it's pulp, pulp, it's just to me it's catchy songs. I have to be right, I had to be I mean I gotta be humble about man, when you look at though, the talent that's out there today you know, in Shanghai. Yeah. God damn. There's like these, like, so, these bands are so good. Yeah. You know, some of them are just so good, like Banjax. you know, like, I've mentioned a lot of the other ones, you know, Flip Piles, Round Eye, Miracle, uh, yeah. the the Air Sex. I mean, I know they're not Shanghai, they're from Nantong nearby, but man, I want to, I want to count them as part of the Shanghai scene, you yeah. know, <laughs> like yeah, those, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those guys are great. Yeah, but Carbon, so it started out, like I say, just in seas. Uh, we were practicing for about a year and a half and then we had that first show right after right after covid after that we just i mean ray i think probably was one of the first people to start getting us gigs mm. the legend radio you know like he got us a yeah some gigs uh, i think it was yyt or yyt park i'm not sure which one came first what was the vibe like Like, were you getting regular obviously you were getting like regular people coming to watch the shows so at the time I didn't really know any of the people from anywhere like I didn't really go to you know Spectres or Inferno much Uh, I didn't you know like but then after that first show I kind of met a lot of the people because you know Round Eye was there and uh, they were playing and so uh, that a lot of that crew came you know a lot of people there into that And so I met a lot of those people, and that was where I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, all right, after party over here? I was like, all right, well, let's go, you know? And so I started to meet more and more of the, yeah, the people, like, you know, Spectre's Inferno crowd, that type. And, yeah, we, Ray got us some gigs. We got, like, we were playing every weekend for quite a while, I feel like. Yeah, like, yeah, it was just, yeah, just nonstop, because, and we were loving it, like because at that point we had practiced all our songs so much yeah you know that the back of your hand right it was really yeah we didn't have to worry about like oh do we know the songs yeah you know like it was you know, it was fun like and the like the process of the songs was also i mean it was really it was, a, it, was it was actually just a really good time to write like yeah. most of our songs like we ended up i think in the end we in total we didn't complete all of them but i would say in total we f- probably wrote t- 24 25 songs maybe something like that a lot of them at near the end we we were just writing a bunch of songs uh, and then we never did anything with them we never played them live never right. recorded them or anything we've got like some demos you know with just Ooh. a phone somewhere right. with a lot of them yeah. but like the the process was great because well, the first, the early, early process, it changed, it evolved a little bit, because it started with Roosh, the other guitarist. Like I said before, he he never played a guitar really. He borrowed the guitar off the wall that at C's, and we were like, "What chords can you play?" <laughs> he uh-huh. was like, "He's like, I could play these three chords, you know, like so he could play a G, a C, and a D, right. you know, like, and so that was pretty much what we were like. That was the limit of what we were able to do because we were like, well he can't do, it, he, we can't go beyond what he can do, you know? <laughs> so he he learned the G, C, and D. And so for a long time, we called our band, like, G, C, D, and G, City, and tried to just make it variations of G, C, D, because <laughs> we were like, that's all we can do, you know? But then he, yeah, then he practiced up, and he learned some more chords. He learned about, you know, how to do the power chords, and, yeah. you know, that's the key, the power chords. The power chords. And so once, you, once we started doing the power chords, then we he would you know he a lot of times would like start with a couple chords and then me and Jared would kind of move him around a little bit and then we'd maybe add another part maybe do a chorus a bridge Mm -hmm. Rambi would come in he'd get his drum part you know and then I would stop playing guitar while those three just went on a loop of whatever the riff was and then I would write I would quick write all the lyrics and then I'd be like okay here we go you know, and then that would be the song. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, yeah. most of our songs, yeah, probably, I mean, we probably wrote most of them in, like, under a half hour. You know, like, it was just, that was the process. It was just, like, do that. Yeah. You know? And um, after a while, we would vary who started it. Uh, sometimes we'd have, like, Remby would have a cool beat, and he, he would just be like, oh, here's a beat, you know? And so we're like, oh, okay. Like, let's, uh, you know, let's come up with, you know, a progression. You know, let's, like, do something there. And so then we would just work around that. And then same thing, though, they would we'd all start playing it. I'd do some leads, I'd do this and that. Then I'd stop playing, quick write the lyrics, come back out and play. Well, you, okay, you know, like, and so, yeah, we did that. And once we had, like, 12 or 13, though, we were like, all right, well, that's a set. That's good. And, you know, yeah. and, right, and that was when we started being like, oh, man, we really want to play. Yeah, then COVID happened. So we had to kind of, like, relearn some of the songs, you know, kind of get it, get it back because... When it, well, the during the lockdown for those month or two or whatever it was, yeah, we weren't doing practices or anything. Right. like all of us were yeah staying all at home. of us were yeah staying at home. The only I mean, the only exception I had was that uh, Jared, me and Jared, we would go out and then like we would stand like on the sidewalk, six feet from each other. And we would, like, just sit there and, like, drink a beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we would find, like, a sunny spot after we'd been sitting inside for days, you know. We'd be like, hey, let's uh, let's go hang out at the corner of Xinjiang and Yenping Road, you know. <laughs> and so, like, we would just sit out, find a nice sunny spot. Boom. There you go. Like, yeah. you know, we, that was, like, that was the bar. That was, like, the, you know, the club. That was all there was to do, you know. <laughs> so we'd go out and do that, you know, like, maybe a couple times a week. Yeah, and that was pretty much all we did though for that whole couple months. I mean, yeah, you had to have some interaction. Being locked up in there, and you know, you you gotta feel like you're alive a little bit, you know. And so I was like, okay, we we just kept our distance, you know, (laughs) like, and we wouldn't even like, we wouldn't really even face each other because we were, we didn't, you know, we were like, I don't think you can look at each other. I think think if you like spit near someone, direction. I was like, so we stand like side by side parallel and be like drinking a little beer you know
0: the the two things i I wanted to say was the first one uh the band comp that was cool but your banter i couldn't stop laughing like (laughs) like uh, like jelly spoons come out and said oh jack oh have you learned a third chord or something like that and i was like oh that's that's a bit a bit mean, that uh, yeah, that's all right. I'll Alps. take it, I'll take it, <laughs> and absorb then, that blow. And, and then Cobb would come out, and it's <laughs> best life. It, it was something like I like the jelly spoons before I just saw him play just then,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? That was those, no, were, like, was those like... were back in the days yeah. when uh, I remember that Josh had kept and every in every post that he had he said something like uh like if if we're not your favorite band you just haven't heard us yet <laughs> and so of, i mean of course he wants to take a dig at how many chords i play in a song all right then yeah so i yeah i had to i obviously had to come back at something with something you know
0: fantastic all in good all in good fun all in good
1: fun yeah but no I think
0: I like the what did you say I like the Jelly Spoons before I saw them play. They for. were my favorite band right, <laughs> up until, right up until I heard them.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I think that's one of the things though it was like it's it's been really good over the past, you know, what year year and a half or whatever that like a lot of us bands that have been playing together for a while like we can dig at each other yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. And, right? It's it's all it's all mm-hmm. like you know nobody gets their feelings hurt. It's like okay, it's just for fun. It's and just the,
0: the banter's continued into into full throttle and, and uh, right yeah, exactly exactly. Foo Fighters, that was a great line again. Like yeah, yeah maybe not for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Josh was in in the the dressing room getting ready oh. and some yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's a see it's it's an easy target <laughs> right yeah. I'd say well you book yourself as a chatty that's drummer that's right that's right that, and yeah. then that just means you don't know when to shut the yeah. fuck up yeah, love you, you John <laughs> talk the talk you
0: go in you know you take some criticism and rush them all yeah
1: yeah so it's yeah it's been it's good like I mean there's some of the bands that are like as as people I feel like it's yeah having a good go at them and stuff. But some of them are so intense on stage that I'm like, I'd be scared to talk shit about them. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I'd be like, no, I was like, they they just tear me up. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, like, God damn it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For me, I think, I always feel like Round Eye is the one that's like, the most intense show. Right. Like, God, the, like, man, when they're, when they're out, when he's yeah. out there, it's like, Jesus, like, stand back. Like, yeah, <laughs> got, yeah. like yeah. Chachi's, Chachi's going, all in yeah. all the time you yeah. know
0: like, but man. you can just see his passion you know mm-hmm. it's just really good yeah. so, great so tunes. You, you played you played all the uh you know you're playing a bunch of shows with carbon and every time i see like the, the little posters in wechat it's always carbon 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 yeah. like we said before you played your last show which was a bit of a shame like we're all up on stage it was great you know right. That was good, a blast. Good yeah, way to good go time. out for Ray's Ray's birthday. Right, and uh, on Ray's birthday though, yeah, couldn't ask for was, a better night. It was great, yeah.
1: yeah, good to see the you film. filmed. But uh, except I splat, I smashed that cake into his face, and then he got and- it. He got me- oh man, it was all over me, and that I, the rest of the night I went to Spectre's after, just smelled like I'd been eating rotten milk all night. <laughs> like it was just awful. Like. People wouldn't even come near me. I was like, oh, God, it was, yeah, that was pretty bad. I, I made a mistake there, but.
0: But you, you also, yeah, during that time, you you joined the Food Fighters, the cover band, right? Yeah, the Foo
1: Fighters. Yeah. The Foo Fighters. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I joined them. So I, I worked on a musical uh, for a while. The, the musical director uh, is Inaki, who's the guitarist from the Foo Fighters. And so uh, they, one of their members who, he was the second guitarist, he had to go back to somewhere in South America, I think Argentina or something, if I remember right. And he went back just before COVID and couldn't get out, you know, really. Mm-hmm. He was stuck. And then, um, but then he had a child. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like, as as we are saying, like, life changes, things happen. That's great. You know, it's yeah. awesome. Um, but they needed somebody to replace him. He is a way better guitar player than me right. I, <laughs> like, so, so yeah I, I, I watched some of the clips of him playing. And I was like, this dude shreds yeah, you right. know and I was like, I do not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but I can play Foo Fighters, you yeah. know And so yeah so we did uh, yeah we did a quite a handful handful of shows um, mm-hmm. with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, we practiced honestly not many times before we had a show, maybe three times or yeah. something. Because, but it's it's kind of easy when the songs are already written yeah you know yeah, you're yeah. just it's kind of like all right we just listened to the recordings and they'd been playing together already so they already knew it and I was like all right I just stepped in, yeah. played my parts and that was it yeah. yeah and it was it was good fun yeah it is and we might still do some shows with them yeah. you know with the Faux Fighters stuff but I think more the focus is now on trash panda right. uh, because trash Panda is the same guys. You yeah, know? it's it's exactly the same lineup. It's just that now we write our own songs, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's it's good. It's, I think it's a lot better. I think uh, I think Trash Panda writes way better songs than Dave Grohl ever could. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> who who is, who is it? Dave who? Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so Yeah, so we, yeah, we. The process is quite different as well. Uh, It's, I I guess, in some ways, it's similar uh, to carbon and how it was, in that you know, we we mostly just kind of start playing, Um, but instead of kind of
0: does Colin (laughs) steer the ship in that one?
1: Depends on the song. Like the you know, like the songs that he sings are the ones that he steers the ship on more, because usually, like if. If he's singing, that also means that he probably wrote the right. the main riff. Yes, you know the riff part, and so that'll be that'll be his, and uh, and then I do my guitar, and does his guitar. We do some backup vocals, um, and then you know Max just powerhouse behind the drums, right. you know as usual. Yeah, and then like the ones where where I sing and write, um, kind of write the the main riff. That's what, that's the thing is because none of the songs are like they're never finished the first time anymore, you know? Like, Carbon, a lot of times, like, after the first night, we were like, that's pretty much the song, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but with Trash Panda, it's like, okay, that's, like, the main idea, and then we gotta add, like, we always call it the magic, right. you know? Like, so, like, we're, you know, Inaki has his kind of magic, Max has his kind of magic, you know, like, they mostly do the magic stuff. And then, like, me and Colin, we play our parts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we write some riffs, we do some things, like, and then we write the lyrics kind of after the fact, usually. Mm. It's like, a lot of times we'll have a hook or an idea, but most of the lyrics that I write, honestly, like, we ad-lib right away. We'll, we'll sing a melody. We we You know, we do, like, scat style, like bebop. We're, like, you yeah. know, like, just riffing off the top of our heads with the vocal lines and all yeah. this. And then I'll say, oh, it's about this, you know. But for me, it never really ends up being about that. You know, like... <laughs> I had a song called... Yeah, it started out being Dirty Women, and then it became Dirty Windows, and and then it became Beyond Good and Evil. (laughs) So, like... So, I do a lot of... Yeah, like, I do a lot of revisions. Like, I, I I think it's important to be very critical of yourself. I think there needs to be... For anyone, like, creating, I think, there should be, like, two sides to you. There's the one that just says whatever the hell writes whatever words they've got on the piece of paper, and then that other part of you, then when you turn the editor on, yes. everything is garbage. And you just take out only the best bits. You know, and so I think the more time that you put in as an editor, you know, is when you get good stuff. You know, and so like the songs that I have written that are like decent from Trash Panda, I think are the ones that I've really completely redone right. a few You're times. Right. Uh, you know, like, I finally get something that I'm kind of comfortable with and think like, oh, okay, that's a decent idea. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, most of what I write is just gar trash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... It's just trash. And um, where did the panda come from? And the way, is it just come off the tongue? I had that... Man, I don't know when I first heard the name Trash Panda but i remember like 10 years ago thinking that that was the funniest thing ever (laughs) is that like a trash panda was a raccoon you know and i was like (laughs) i was like that's just awesome and and we came up with man we were trying to come up with band names for like months like you know like because we like trash panda we played for about six months together with these songs before we played a show and, like, and we just kept trying to come up with a name, and we had all these names, and none of them fit. Everything was, like, everything sounded like a metal band to me, you know? Like, and I, I came up with half of them. I'm not blaming anybody but myself, you know? <laughs> but it just didn't fit, you know? And then finally, like, we were, like, Trash Panda. Or I would say it, Trash Panda, but then they started saying it, Trash Panda, and I was like, oh... All right. I was like <laughs> I was like I like that. I like that. That's better than the way I say it. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, we just started yeah, we just started Doing that, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we got a uh, Kelman from uh, David Kelman from Banjax to do the logo. Right, you know, legend. That guy yeah, with his goddamn, <laughs> his with all his flyers and posters. Yeah. Oh man, it, like his whole uh, that one when he had uh, everybody doing a different movie. Yeah. Like that one, you yeah. know, and he did the same for you guys for the EP release, like that yeah. style. Man, the he's so good fiction. at that style, you're right, exactly, that like movie poster style. The hangover. Where, you know, uh, yeah, did, yeah, 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 the Carbon one was the yeah, hangover. Yeah. Yeah. The Usual Suspects was the, the front man from every one of the bands. Yeah, like, yes. oh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's cool real one. good at that stuff.
0: So yeah, so you're, you're doing Trash Panda, you're doing... You finished off with Carbon, you finished off with the Foo Fighters, but that could come back. Uh, you're working at the Seas Bar. How do you fit in doing a play as well? Tell us about that.
1: Right. Um, So someone, the musical. uh, It it started out. I first met Inyaki. He was the first one that I met because he was playing bass for Round Eye at the the big COVID post COVID show that we had. Um, So that was the like what I believe to be probably the first post COVID show in Shanghai. And he played bass, and he's an amazing bass player. So I was chatting to him after um, after he played, and yeah, we just kind of we got on pretty well. And then I saw him again, it might have been a couple days, might have been a couple weeks, I really don't remember, but I saw him at C's, and he was telling me about this project that he had, and he, he wasn't real clear on what it was. Um, but I, it had something to do with musical something or other, theater maybe. And so I was pretty interested in, yeah, just doing something a little different. It, and it definitely sounded like something I, I had never tried before. And so he ended up just telling me, hey, tomorrow show up here at this little place on Yanping Road. And I was like, okay. So I showed up uh, with my guitar and that was that was also where I first met Ivan. Um, so Ivan was the creator of Someone the Musical. Uh, he's the mastermind behind it all. So I walked in, and Ivan asked me a question, some some very open question, like, "So what are you doing?" <laughs> you know. <And> so <laughs> it was it was incredibly awkward, but I you know I, I tried to answer it as best I could, and I said. You know, something like, well, I, I play a little guitar. And so uh, we, we ended up sitting around him, me, and the actors that were there and chatting about this project. Um, but it's a it's a massive project. And so, it, you know, it was nearly impossible for me to really grasp what was going on at that point. Mm. Um, and eventually the, the actors broke off. And then Ivan and Yaki and myself started chatting more about the music side of it uh and that was when we realized that we were we were somehow going to write or create or compose or arrange some songs and we were going to turn them into a musical performance right you know which is which is nothing like anything i've ever done it is something that is yeah now now that i've looked back on it i'm like oh okay that was cool you know that was a lot of fun you know, I like, was like, that was such a different experience. And so, yeah, we went in um, and it was just us. And we had one song that we were working on. And then we we watched the dancers do the dance for the song. I think it was the song Punk You Up, uh, which is like this. It's like seven or eight minutes long. It's like uh. an, it's like an epic punk song with like you know, a lot of different movements, you know, with different tempos and different, everything changes, you know, numerous times and then things come back and that, you know, basically I'm describing a musical, which is exactly what it was. And I had never seen that before really, or I mean, I had seen it, but I'd never tried to play it uh, myself. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was really strange to do it. Um, I remember it being weird because I was just watching people dance in a recording, and then I tried to, like, tell them good job, like, as if we were, like, a, you know, with a band, you would be, like, oh, good set or whatever, Yeah. and they literally just ignored me and walked off, oh, and really? I, was like, wow. I was, like, oh, I was, like, I don't really understand etiquette here with this, you know, so it was a bit strange, um, but, like, also, I, I think they didn't know who I was, and fair enough, they just thought I was just some creep showing up in this, like... <laughs> You know, it was, it's just like a, like a top floor of a warehouse looking type building. So like, ah, fair enough. I don't blame him. You know, like, but it was, it was cool. Um, Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a cool experience because the next practice we, we started uh, with this other guy, uh, another friend of mine now, very close friend, Keegan, Um, then another close friend of mine now. Uh, Pablo, so all these people I met through the musical, um, and they're all all of them, you know, like like just the best of the best musicians that you could find, that was everybody we could, you know, everybody we could find and it was just, yeah, it was it was perfect, so we got them together and Iñaki was kind of the, the musical director, but Ivan was the one that was writing the songs and uh, Ivan would send us these like they were they were just kind of like you know like the Casio keyboard the cheap Casio keyboard with the basic sounds and he would be like okay this is the song you know and we would kind of we'd listen to it and I was like okay cool and i really didn't get it i was like i was like those are good songs i was like but, but, but they sound you know like they sound kind of they sound thin and they sound weird and i didn't really know what we were doing but then all of a sudden Inyaki shows up and he had gone through his programs and he had recorded all the parts with different instrumentation and really arranged it all. And then I realized, I was like, oh, I see. I was like, this is the raw material. These are the songs that are a part of this bigger thing. And now we're turning it, we're we're making it full of flesh, you know? And so we really fleshed it out. We turned it into something. Um, We, I, I take the... You know, Royal Wien. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing much more. Uh, I didn't have much to do, do with all of that. <laughs> like, it was much more about Inyaki and Inya and, yeah, and Ivan and the way that they work together. Because they work together really well. And so we did that first. Uh, we did the first musical. Uh, we performed for some months. Or, sorry, we practiced for some months. It was maybe. I feel like maybe it was a few months. And then we performed it. And then we started doing another one because uh, this... So Some of the Musical is actually a few different chapters uh, about a yes. few different characters. This last one that we did, this is the one that we did with uh, Zach Heffler, who also, uh, you know, amazing solo artist yeah. on his own, right? He played he played the uh, the lead character, Drew, in Drew's story. And so he, uh, he was the lead and we had a couple other, you know, big epic songs. But then we also had all these... Uh, it was kind of every style. I feel like every style was represented. We had like what we called like the pistolera cowboy song. We had, you know, we have like we had like these very dreamy, dreamscape type of songs that were, you know, much more melodic and slow, and they were uh, duets, you know, between Drew and Julie. Sorry, Julie's her real name. All right. So,
0: what does the future hold for Jack and Donovan?
1: So uh, I got a couple of big projects coming up. I think uh, one of them uh, that I'm working on is uh, a solo a solo live show. Mm. Um, the solo live show is me with an acoustic guitar uh, playing the songs that I like to write. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I hope I hope to play it maybe once or twice right before I leave. You'll 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 see why if you get to. A chance to come visit. Uh, and you're leaving Shanghai. to uh, well, I'm going to be leaving back home to the uh, states right. sometime, probably November, fall ish. But all dates are soft dates, right? Right. Uh, you know, you you I just kind to of go confirmed. where the world takes me, I suppose. But I want to at least get a couple of good, a couple of good, solid shows in mm. with just some solo stuff that i haven't really had the guts to play live uh anywhere else uh, and so i think i'm gonna play that and then take off i guess the other big project is getting on a plane getting the hell out of here so <laughs> so uh it, it's Adios. been right it's been a long time coming i was trying to yeah i was trying to leave a long time ago um, i it's so in my head i still I still have just this massive box of things next to my bed, which is all the stuff I packed up to ship off and it's still sitting there. Right. And so I just, every day I wake up and I look over at that box and I'm like, I'm still waiting to leave. And so for like a year and a half now, I've just been waiting to leave and you know, I'm, I think it's time. So yeah, as soon as I finish those big, big projects, I'm out. All right. Oh, Shanghai will miss you. Yeah, well, I'm going to miss Shanghai. <laughs> Luckily, there's a, over a billion more people just like me. So.
0: And uh, tell us about your social medias. Where, where can people find you online? <clears throat> and... WeChat. WeChat.
1: <laughs> I for think, the most part yeah
0: so no social media just go go to the C's bar
1: you're, you're, right if you, you, if you, you show up at, C, if you show at C's bar <laughs> on a Friday or Saturday where there's live music you'll find me there you'll be there <laughs> <laughs> like guaranteed there. And then there's then. I hear there's a Trash Panda Instagram maybe right so maybe look up Trash Panda on Instagram I don't know I don't have Instagram either and just go through your shows uh, one more time coming up yeah, well, the the only one I have right now is August thirteenth. We have uh, we have a good one coming up. This is going to be the Friday the thirteenth. You know what that means? Shit's going to get sick. Black All right. Friday. Yeah. So we got we got some scary things coming up. Um, that's going to be a badass show. That's the only ones right now that we've got. Everybody's on holiday. Trash panda guys are trashing around maybe the south somewhere, Chongqing or Chengdu or something. Mm -hmm. One of them them was, I don't know, Sanya, I think they were at. Like, I don't know. They're all over the place. (laughs) They're on social media. You can find them all uh i'm jealous i i don't Colin. even know how to work a goddamn computer so
0: colin's very social media friendly yeah 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 colin's a great guy he's for prom- that he's promoting them yeah he's he definitely the
1: yeah definitely if you he's he's got all kinds of links for us if you've got uh yeah i think he's got the facebook the instagram because yeah. all those all those ones they start with the right the facebook the instagram mm-hmm. i think that's the way it works <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they're they're all there somewhere. My social media is walking around, talking to random people, kind of being weird, and then creeping them out, and then they That's leave. That's good social media. Right? That's an old school. I'm, but, unfor- you know, I'm unfortunate anti-social media, uh, but not on purpose. <laughs> sometimes.
0: All right. Finish off. I, I ask uh, some just like questions, and you give me your top three or four favorite as of today. As of uh, today, all right. Yeah. Cool. Like, uh, man it's been you... fucking good day man i'm
1: in a good mood now
0: first one bands uh what are your top three or four favorite all-time bands as of today
1: <clears throat> one of them would be princess chelsea the i would then the alves i gotta go with one one all one more long-term all-time favorite alkaline trio Got right. to top. You've mentioned them before, but maybe
0: uh, four or five uh, Shanghai uh, local bands.
1: Oh shit, local, local bands. Um, lately, oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to for number one right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to skip though all the way from Shanghai straight north to Beijing. Daydream. Oh, man they killed it yeah. the, the other weekend they came down they played a they played a show Saturday and Sunday one at C's one at My Live House and absolutely slaughtered it wow. so yeah that was that was so good um, but other other Shanghai bands top uh, I would say Flip House especially ever since that latest release that yeah. new album's killer album. Round Eye just man always always solid Chimera cult, yeah. If you want to, when you're starting to get heavy, you're starting to feel, you're starting to feel like you want to break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're with you. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the, I'm looking forward to the Rat King. Mm-hmm. Rat King, has been a while. they the album. Yeah, they right. They got, I. They're in the studio. I yeah. They got, they got some things going on. I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to that. And they just,
0: um, just signed with, like, a, a, a label in Guangzhou. So, uh, yeah, big things for here. Yeah, come yeah I'm they're really looking
1: up. forward to that, man. They're, yeah, they're going to be awesome. I always got to shout out Radio. Radio's got, man, yeah. he's, he needs yeah, he needs more recognition, and he needs more MP3s that I can put on <laughs> a DJ booth over at Seas yeah. <laughs> Because I know he hates it, but, man, everybody loves listening to that. It's, so
0: he will finish his album when he's like 55 or something right. like that you oh, know man that's why Monday, i started
1: that's why i start. i just started like ripping things off youtube everything i could find from radio i was like all right this is what you're getting then until you give me the official tracks oh uh, man yeah he he always kills it man that that voice of his yeah. oh man it's uh yeah it's that's a, a that's rubble. a earth yeah that's an earth shaker right yeah. there then uh oh man out
0: in the, you, you said before jelly spoons and what, 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 what one of your
1: favorite bands jelly spoons man they were my favorite band right until i heard them no i'm just saying yeah <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh i think the jelly spoons i heard also have some new things going on yes yeah i haven't heard any of the new iteration of what's going on there but i know that they got they got some new players uh, they got some new songs. Uh, I know because I tried to book them the other night and they said no. Oh. So- <laughs> they,
0: they, they've got the, uh, her birthday party. That's going to be a first show on yeah. 14th uh, yeah. of uh, August. I right. can't wait. it's, yeah, gonna, it's be gonna be, really, be really cool.
1: It's gonna be killer um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They, well, yeah I'm obviously. looking forward to it. they. Had, uh, yeah, know they were. Yeah, because they were saying they were working on um, some new stuff. So they, uh, they were, they were gonna book a show. Mostly, I don't think. I think I was, I was like not wearing deodorant. I smelled <laughs> uh, another one. I'm looking forward to though, like new stuff. Uh, this YD Ren, YD Ren. Uh, I, i would never, I've never seen him as a. As a band, I would see uh, so Will Kemp, the the guy who uh, he's done. That's who we played with the other night.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, Will. Yeah, Will. Great great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, great songs. So those ones I feel like are those those have to be near. Yeah, they're they're near the top of that Shanghai list. Like definitely worth checking out. All of them, you know. Like I know Drowning Fish is coming up with some things. They've got something new relatively new band but they've been they've been putting out some good stuff I've seen some I got a couple live shows under their belt now and yeah I'm liking I'm liking what they're doing kind of a bit Radiohead-ish speaking Mm. of the Clam Ghetto Clam's Getaway like yeah those guys also have that vibe like yeah real real musicians yeah Yeah, those guys real musicians for sure some great tunes yeah yeah Vigilante Vigilante love that southern rock style you know that's hot. The uh, the fucking um, uh, leather jacket. That's one of them. Leather jacket. I, that's one of them I really like too. They also kind of have that dirty, dirty rock and roll, almost like classic rock style stuff. Like yeah, that's good.
0: What about uh, a bit of loose boot? I was gonna say. <laughs> let's not forget the funk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: wow. yeah, exactly. I, I was holding out on them, but. Gotta hear, gotta hear it for the Loose Booty. Yeah, like, oh guy. man. Started as the Funk Monks not too long ago, and then all of a sudden, Loose Booty. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they, oh, they came by storm. Oh yeah. man, they've been killing it. Like, they were, a, and I mean, shit, you talk about, you got 10 members, all of them just the best, the the best. You know, you got that horn section. Yeah. Horn section spot on. They got a horn with an instrument I didn't even know existed. That, whatever it, that weird saxophone uh, it's called like a butt saxophone or something I don't even know what it's called anymore but uh, something like that
0: I saw him at C's and there was three trumpet plays in, in the sound section two in front of them right like, everybody else was like like, so when we played with them at loafers it was uh, uh, it was like oh, finally right you know, but even if when they were all in like one line uh they were still sort of like yeah you know, <laughs> right
1: yeah yeah I feel like I think it's the biggest band in Shanghai maybe like they're one of them that yeah has not has not really Biggest indie band. It's like ten people down to eight finally, but it's down to eight. So down to eight Go is at, crazy.
0: God bless them for organizing a jam and then organizing gigs to get ten people in the one spot. Oh, I know it. And Hell.
1: then writing these songs. Oh. Man, I've heard some good stories about how were <laughs> their songwriting process. So you got to get them on here, man. Like I've heard sto- it's like a story. Hey, right? I, I heard that. I heard they do fucking powerpoints and everything yeah, to write right. songs. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, oh, another hot one uh, coming up. Fucking Banjax, man. Oh. I heard, I heard, uh, I heard. Um, Control the other day. The by Banjax, uh, they're doing like the whole album. But I heard that track, uh, just a quick cut from Kelman the other day. Yeah. And man, sounding good, sounding yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're just yeah. I think they're finishing it up. I think they got most of most of the vocals, like all the instruments done, mm. like. Yeah, so that one's going to be a real good release. I'm looking forward to that party and yeah, everything what, that follows that. What
0: about that Trash Panda band? Like that new band, Trash Panda, kinda,
1: dude. Uh, yeah. Trash Panda, let me tell you about them. <laughs> so, that <laughs> Now, nah, I hear I hear Trash Panda's got a, we got that one song coming out with a video, Monterey. Come on. Uh we also uh, we're going to follow that up though. We're going to turn that into an EP potentially there there's a little bit of potential that maybe we go all the way through and we just write the make that album we've already written it um, but yeah maybe we just do an EP first uh, you know we're relatively new we're newcomers here so we're just trying to make a little music if anybody wants to hear it we want to give them an outlet let them hear it you yeah. know let them have some fun with it sing and dance with us mm-hmm. I mean we love playing shows you know we're I feel like we're primarily a live band I feel like uh, most of the bands I've been in, in here in Shanghai have been primarily live bands. Uh, it's That's kind of the thing we enjoy the most. Yeah. You know, we love we love going out there, just bringing, bringing a bunch of noise and energy and seeing what we can make happen, you know, so. Uh,
0: what are your three uh, favorite countries you've been to and what are three that you would like to go to after
1: the pandemic? Spain definitely in top three. Mm. Probably Morocco top three Vietnam top three yeah Vietnam's yeah right. yeah I Vietnam know. I think that's that's the one I want to go to next I think like I think I'd just like to go there for a long weekend or something very, You know, um,
0: very underrated
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: everybody thinks Thailand I say Vietnam right alright right, so
1: three places I want to go I want to go to North Korea wow that's something I didn't think it would say I don't I don't know that I ever will but I I didn't think it would be cool to go there.
0: I think, I think China, I thought China was going to be hard, but North Korea is going to be Yeah, I think think right now
1: I'm not allowed to go. I'm an American. I don't know if we're allowed to go. You've got to have a permit
0: and they take your passport when you get into the country and you've got to um, have the tour guide be, like, next to you at all times. Right.
1: That's probably for the best. I feel like, (laughs) like,
0: I feel, yeah, I feel like... can play basketball with Kim Jong-un. Or right. Whatever.
1: Yeah, I feel like it would be... Yeah, it would, it would be something, though. I'd, li- I'd like to see it.
0: Would it be just like China, or it'd be
1: just like... Yeah, it's true. Fuck yes. it. South, i changed my mind. South Korea. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll go to South Korea. I'll go to fucking uh, Seoul. I want to go to Seoul. Yeah, to Seoul. It's pub-
0: a the republic there, so I love like that. Right. I want to go to
1: Seoul, South Korea. Cool. I've never been. I got some friends, never not in Seoul, but in South Korea. But they're like, they always rave about it. I got this one friend that always like, she's always sending pictures of like wild bugs and animals and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, it looks like really nice nature, you know. And like, and I think that's one of the things that I miss here in Shanghai is that like, uh, there's like some greenery and nature, but like, I miss real nature. Yeah. you know, like that's one thing that's kind of not here. And I miss so the beach. I miss the beach. Right, so a nice, nice beach, like yeah. yeah, not the not the beach on Huangpu River. There's like <laughs> there is that beach on Huangpu River you can go to, but like, mm, no thanks. Yeah. See, I think one of the places I've always wanted to go is Macedonia. Mm. That I've never been. Like Macedonia seems like it'd be really like uh, again, I guess because of nature, like the the lakes there. Mm. Like it looks like they have a lot of places where you could just really set up a tent around the lake and just sit there for months Empire. right like I would just I would just live there for months like that would be awesome <laughs> like <laughs> I'd absolutely love that, that sounds right. yeah that sounds great like yeah some, somewhere over in Macedonia it had to be somewhere in South America Ecuador I think I'd go Ecuador I'd try to yeah
0: Galapagos
1: try to the yeah yep so go near the Galapagos go off there probably try to yeah try to accomplish all the the feats of uh, fucking Atahualpa. See if he, see if, see if I can fight harder than Atahualpa and not get my gold <laughs> stolen and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the? Was the
0: Columbus? Is what Columbus guys.
1: Francisco Pizarro, I think, stole went over there. He, uh, he stole a bit of the gold from really? what I from what I've heard. There's a uh, someone ransomed off uh, some gold and then. Oh, even yeah. after even after he paid the debt he still fucking grabbed all that gold and stole it and ran off
0: you could be captain jack sparrows and oh save yeah yeah hey, where the hell was that <laughs> well,
1: captain jack dude i'll be captain <laughs> jack i think somewhere in south america for sure and i think maybe it would be ecuador
0: you won't want to come back last question all right who is your greatest inspiration slash hero
1: Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Mm. I would have to. That's
0: always to, it's always my last question.
1: Yeah. Ah, it's got to be my mom. Yeah. It's got to be. There's there's nobody else. There's nobody else like my mom. Like.
0: I would have packed your mom after after what I've listened to
1: you tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's the. I mean, she's the one that's always like. Yeah, when I when you you know you you hit some shit and you feel like giving up, you're just like, well, all right then. You know, like, so up. Way around. right, exactly. And yeah. yeah, it's like, and she's much more positive than I am generally, but like, <laughs> but she always is like, there's like, that's the limit. That's the limit there. It's like, oh, okay. Like I can be negative and be a bit cynical and a bit skeptical and all these things, but there's a limit where it's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not how you should that's not how you should interact with your fellow beings, yeah. you know, <laughs> like you got to, you got to give everybody a little bit more credit, give everybody a little bit more respect, yes. you know? Yes. So yeah, I would have to say inspiration, definitely mom. Yeah, that's a fair call.
0: Cool... Jack, we could talk for another two or three days, I think. Let, let's leave it for another podcast Sounds We good we, we we've talked about some different other episodes that we could do <laughs> Right, right got some side projects yeah here. side projects to do yeah mate you've always been nice to me and always treat people the way that they treat me so um you've always supported the band and you know the, you're waving the flag for uh, music helping people get gigs and you know sees bar it's been one of the best things for the live music in, in Shanghai, so keep doing that until you, you leave, and then uh, record, 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 record some more music. Get Trash Panda, hurry up and write some music, and yeah,
1: all the best. Hell yeah, man. Greg, it's a pleasure. And um, we can't see the handshake, but... All right, there was a proper handshake. Hi,
0: I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the
1: skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling
0: amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade Nemington with natural ingredients. Visit victoriangrooming.com.